This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Albertsons, it's just better. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. Peterson Chevrolet, satisfy your love to drive. Comet Dry Cleaners, it's the best. The Wellness Center of Boise, to do well, you have to be well. Therapeutic Associates Physical Therapy, your partner in health. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Each week we will have in-depth conversations with leaders in sports, business, and within the community. Through conversations with these leaders, we will examine the importance of creating a game plan to succeed in all areas of life. It will be interesting to learn the principles, practices, and priorities that each individual incorporates into the biggest game of all, the game of life. My mantra is, no game plan, no victory. Well, today on Game Plan for Life, our special guest is Leo Hellyer. And Leo's a a good friend, but he has uh, something very important to share with us today. And um, it's called Helping Hands Firearms Training. And uh, for a lot of people, there's there's a lot of concern these days, and obviously safety and, and protecting ourselves at home are, are, and protecting our families are kind of at the top of the list. So, Leo, welcome to the show. It's good to be here, Skip. Thank you very much for inviting me. Well, we're, we're pleased to have you here, and we're going to go in, into, in depth today on, on what this training is all about and why it's important. And um, I guess the first thing that I would ask you is, uh, what, what's your background here in, in Boise? Where did you grow up? When did you come to Boise? What have you been doing uh, in, in most recent years? Well, I, uh, I was raised as an Air Force brat. My father was in the Air Force, a career man, and uh, he ended up retiring here in the Boise area. So I went to school in Boise High, um, met my wife at Boise High School. And uh, we were choir sweethearts and have been married for 44 years now. And uh, knew that uh, after I went in the military and I retired that we'd be moving back somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. And I've seen quite a bit of uh, other areas in this area, but uh, Boise is hard to beat. So we came back to Boise and uh, we've been here uh, since 1994 now. And what have you been doing? Most recently, I've been working for the Boise Rescue Mission. I've been working for them for the last 16 years. I started out managing the warehouse, and now I'm over at the uh, men's facility at the River of Life Rescue Mission, working as a case manager. Hmm. Exciting stuff. Well, we appreciate all your work there for sure. So let's uh, let's talk about this concealed um, uh, carry training. Uh, for some people, this may sound a little bit scary or they don't know too much about it. And, and that's, that's why we're, we're having this show today to kind of educate people and, and help them understand what this is and what this is not. Correct. So let, let's, uh, let's start off with this question. So how did providing concealed carry training to others become a part of your game plan for life? Well, for for quite a bit of my life, I I didn't have a weapon. I was in the military. Um, I was a marksman in the military uh, on both the M16 and the uh, 38. 
but once we had kids in the house, I didn't have a, uh, a weapon of my own. That's just what we did back in the 70s. You didn't have all of the great gun safes and everything that we have now. So it had been quite a few years, but there was uh, some things that uh, happened in, uh, in my life and uh, lives of people surrounding me a few years ago that uh, brought me back into the idea of looking into uh, concealed carry. And once I got uh, into having a, uh, having a gun, getting the training myself, um, I, I just got the desire to, to share my knowledge uh, with other people uh, that I knew had a lot of questions, and I knew there was a lot of disinformation and misinformation out there about what it is to be concealed carry and the motivations for it and when you can deploy it and when you can't. So uh, it, it does need to be an education process to make sure that uh, when you do, if you have to use a weapon, that you use it properly, and uh, if not, that you use the proper restraint and uh, get yourself out of situations to where you don't have to make that choice. Mm -hmm. Well, the new Idaho concealed carry law, it, it, how does that impact those who provide concealed carry training? You know, I, I don't. Originally, I thought it was going to be a, a bad thing, but uh, the more I thought about it, and the more I even listened to the governor when he was talking about the bill, is the fact that there there still needs to be training, even if people don't have to have a license to carry in the state of Idaho. Um, if an Idaho resident decides to go to another state, they're going to have to have an Idaho license to be able to fall under the reciprocity agreements with other states to be able to conceal carry in those states. Plus the fact that I'm afraid that if there's a lot of people out there that just carry because they can without being trained, there's going to be situations where they'll find themselves on the wrong side of the law in either displaying their weapon or hopefully not using it uh, when they really don't have the authority to do so. And the governor even mentioned that when he was signing the bill and the fact that training needs to be done so we have a well-educated and a well-trained public that are carrying these concealed weapons. Well, it seems to me that the, the scariest thing would be a bunch of people running around without training, having, having guns and, and running around without training. And so I think that's why it, it's, it's of the utmost importance that people really know uh, what to do or not to do because there's, there's some real issues involved. And, exactly. And yeah, I, I, work, uh, I work a lot with law enforcement here in the Valley, and I've talked to a number of, uh, number of our patrol officers, and that's one of their concerns, too, is that there are, you know, there's no way to really tell if somebody's concealed carrying properly from a distance, at least, if they are carrying or not. And you hope that the people that make the choice to do that are educated and are making wise choices on how to do that and not running off uh, trying to get even or making rash judgments, but really looking at the big picture of what this really means, because making the wrong choice can uh, change a lot of people's lives uh, for the rest of their lives. For sure. Well, let's be clear about one thing, too. With the events that have been going on, uh, you know, in the last few months, few years, why people uh, are, are getting very nervous and, and they yes. want to feel safe and they want to feel protected. And, and uh, so obviously the, the gun sales and all that has just skyrocketed. 
And, of course, to me, the big issue here is, well, then, if that's the case, then we need training. We need capable people that really understand and, and know how to, to, uh, to train people uh, in a safe way. So, um, Leo, I, I certainly recommend you highly to folks, but I want you to, to share some of the designations and some of the certifications that you have yourself uh, as far as a training counselor. Well, when I when I got into this, I, I received some training here locally uh, from uh, a very fine gentleman that's an ex-Boise police, police officer, and it was great training. And as I'm going through the training, I, I just got this desire uh, to, to share that with other people, and I started investigating and came across to an organization called the United States Concealed Carry Association, Read more about them, and eventually I went uh, back to their headquarters in uh, Wisconsin, and I was trained and certified as a uh, certified instructor with the United States Concealed Carry Association. Came back to Boise and started uh, getting ready to do some classes of my own, and uh, they uh, they contacted me from Wisconsin and asked me if I'd like to be a uh, training counselor. And uh, tr- as a training counselor, I can actually certify instructors. So I went back to Wisconsin again and did that. And the primary reason is because uh, the the president of the organization, uh, Tim, he he had an instance that, that I've seen and that I've experienced before in my life where he went into a gun shop one time to try and pick out a handgun, uh, his first handgun. And unfortunately, the place that he went into, they treated him like he didn't know anything. And like they didn't have time to uh, to work with him, and he vowed at that point that uh, he wanted to make it to where no one else ever had to experience that. So that's why he started this organization, and that's what I'm I'm all about here in the Boise area is trying to give people training that is at whatever level of experience or knowledge they have, uh, making them feel comfortable both about the training situation. But more than that, comfortable about handling a handgun and helping them with the nuances of how to use that handgun on a range as well as how to use it in a real-life situation if you have to so that they are comfortable and not afraid of it or afraid of life. Uh, people that are concealed carry, the most of them, um, aren't doing that out of uh, sheer fear. It's out of preparedness, out of uh, being aware of what's going on around us and just wanting to have as many tools as possible to be able to protect ourselves and those around us. Mm. We're speaking today with uh, Leo Hillier, uh, Helping Hands Firearms um, Trainer, and uh, talking about the importance of, of knowing what to do if, if you do have a, a gun, a handgun, and, and what not to do, and, and how training is, is so vital. So, Leo, we, we're kind of isolated here in Idaho in many ways, but, but yet why do so many people feel the need or the desire to conceal carry, especially living in a so-called safe place? Well, I think more and more people are realizing that uh, the Boise and the Idaho that we used to know isn't necessarily where we're at right now. Um, and I think that that's uh, part reality check, and uh, it, it's part uh, just understanding the whole world that we're in right now. We, uh, we're exposed uh, to, to everything through the Internet, 
through uh, travel. Uh, we have uh, people that come into our area from other areas of the country, other areas of the world that have different philosophies than what we do of what's right and what's wrong. And um, we have to understand that. We have to be able to live with people that don't necessarily uh, agree with us. Um, but we have to be able to protect ourselves if situations do come about where those differences end up uh, putting us into a situation uh, that is a violent situation. Uh, now, this is out of an abundance of caution. It's not like uh, we have to look around uh, every corner when we walk out of our door and see what, what vehicle's coming down the street. Um, it's not like that here, but uh, I think that uh, everybody around the nation is realizing that if more people are vigilant about observing things and reacting to things that just seem out of the ordinary, just don't seem right, those gut feelings, that maybe some of the uh, situations that have happened could maybe be avoided, uh, either by removing ourselves from that uncomfortable situation so we're not present if something does go down, or letting the authorities know that we've got some concerns. Uh, and I have talked to some of the authorities, like I said, here in the Valley, and uh, they do want the information, and they would much rather get information that doesn't pan out than to have somebody have some knowledge and not be willing to share it and then have something bad happen. So it's out of abundance of caution, out of uh, reality, but just that desire to not be helpless and be able to be somewhat in control of our destiny and in what happens in our lives. Well, we all want to protect ourselves and our loved ones, and uh, you just never know what uh, what might happen. That's right. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Leo, but uh, I've been told that a lot of women are, are enrolling in these classes and, and be, yes. being trained and and not only trained about the, in the classroom, but also, you know, in in the uh, the shooting range, and coached and and taught and instructed there as well. Is is that the case? That's exactly right. Um, and there are quite a few uh, uh, firearms instructors that really just concentrate on training women. Uh, those firearms instructors that that are able to uh, build a trust and a rapport with women. Uh, and be able to train them in a manner, once again, where they feel comfortable, uh, where they don't feel like someone's looking down upon them, uh, where they'll work with someone that'll take them from where they're at and move them to where they should be in their knowledge and proficiency. Let's face it, you know, women, uh, women are made differently than men, um, and women are vulnerable uh, to a lot of things that most men aren't just because of our size. Uh, we can look intimidating, uh, and maybe we're not, but people don't know that from the outside. But if they see a woman in a parking lot, maybe with some bags in her arm and maybe talking on her cell phone uh, and not really paying attention to what's going on around her, you know, to a certain amount of people, that could be a, uh, a target that's saying, hey, this one's rich, let's go for this one. This one's not paying attention. This one's not going to fight back. Uh, but more and more, as we read in the uh, newspaper and in magazines, we're seeing there are a lot of women that are being armed, and they're taking care of themselves and their kids and their husbands 
because they are armed and they're willing to react. It's, uh, once again, uh, survival. We, we, we don't need to be victims. Uh, and there are a number of levels of things that can be done, and this is what we do in the training, is make people aware of all of the stages that there are of once feeling that uneasiness and how do you react to that to possibly be able to, once again, like I said, remove yourself from a situation, or if you're in a situation where you can't do that, then what are the other things that a person can do, whether they're a man or a woman, large or small, young or old, what can they do to be able to keep themselves safe? Where can they hide? Uh, what other tools do they have? Can they make a phone call to emergency uh, preparedness? Can they do something else other than go ahead and just stand there and let him, what happened, what wants to happen, or using that weapon? The weapon should always be the last resort. Very important information. Um, so, Leo, what are uh, some of the primary things a person needs to be aware of or at least needs to be proficient in doing if they're going to conceal carry? Well, the, the, the real main one is uh, situational awareness, just understanding what's going on around us. Um, and think about this. You know, How many times have you seen uh, someone that's uh, walking down the sidewalk talking on their cell phone, maybe has ear earbuds in their ears, and they'll walk right into a telephone pole. Mm. I've seen it. Yep. I've almost done it a couple of sure. times. Um, how many times when people go into a restaurant are they so consumed about what's going on at their table that they have no idea what's going on at the front door or the cash register or the table next to them? We, we get this tunnel vision and we don't have any clue what is going on. Uh, if we've got situational awareness, we know what's going on in this area around us, and we can pick out exits when we walk into a restaurant. So if something happens, we know how to get to an exit once again and remove ourselves. Or once again, if we get that uneasy feeling of the direction we're heading in, walking down the street, turn around and head the other way. Take a left and head down a side street. Uh, one of the things is uh, being careful at night on where you go, uh, not walking down a dark alley just because it's a shortcut. Uh, another thing to be aware of is if you're carrying, don't go somewhere that you normally wouldn't go if you don't have a weapon when you do have one mm -hmm. because that's not the proper attitude to have because if you ever have to use that handgun, you need to be the innocent person. You need to be the victim if you want to be able to uh, stay out of the jail system and stay out of the court system. You want to make sure that everything points to you as the victim and that you use that handgun to protect your life in a deadly force situation. Mm, wow. Well, areas of concealed carry that you cover in your training um, are handgun safety, defensive shooting fundamentals, and the legal use of force, amongst others. But let's just kind of talk about those three things for, for a couple minutes. Okay. Safety is, is one of the biggest things because you don't want um, an inadvertent discharge of a weapon, particularly just because somebody didn't know what they were doing. Uh, a handgun can do some devastating things in the wrong hands, and that is where training comes in. 
that is where being comfortable with that handgun comes in. Um, knowing that uh, you you never point that handgun at something that you're not willing to destroy because you never know where that thing's going to go boom. You don't want to be showing it to people. You want to make sure that it's empty when you think it's empty. One of the things that, uh, once again, talking about women, too, in this area, is a lot of people ask individuals, well, what kind of a handgun should I get? And a lot of times the answer is from a, from a friend or something is the same handgun they use because it's the best for them. Each one of us needs to make that decision. Whatever handgun a person chooses needs to be one that they are comfortable with and that they can get the uh, bullets on the target of whatever they're aiming at. You don't want somebody having a forty-five if they're just spraying lead all over the neighborhood. <laughs> that doesn't do any good. Um, we, we need to be safe. Uh, we need to uh, really, really try to be as knowledgeable as we can about how that handgun operates. We need to keep it clean. We need to, once again, be, be aware of the laws associated with the use of deadly force. And that's why Idaho is set up when we do an enhanced class. Uh, the only person that can teach that enhanced class is someone that is either an attorney that is currently serving in the state of Idaho or a law enforcement officer that's been through at least the intermediate uh, post-academy. That's the only two people that can teach the use of deadly force in the state of Idaho, the legal portion of it, because there are some nuances about that. But once again, it boils down to the fact that whoever pulls that trigger needs to be innocent. You can't be going off uh, hot-headed and getting in an argument match, arguing match with somebody or cutting somebody off in traffic and then all of a sudden getting into the other person having a road rage incident pulling over to you and pounding on your window and you think that he's going to hurt you so you use your handgun well you started that whole situation so you're no longer the innocent victim so there can be some severe legal jeopardy in a situation that uh, that rises like that so we really cover a number of bases in trying to do this uh, that's why Honestly, people that are going to carry need to have some training because it's not just so simple as, well, I'm going to make sure that I've got this handgun concealed so people can't tell I have it, and then just going out and living life. People need to be educated for their own safety, for their family's financial safety, and to make sure that they're in a life of freedom instead of being incarcerated because something went south. We're talking with Leo Hellyer from Helping Hands Firearms Training. So, Leo, let's talk about how if people are interested, want to get more information, um, let's talk about where they can go. Website, phone number, how can they contact you or, or go to the website? Well, we've got a website that's uh, helpinghandsft.com. And also, I do have a phone number here in the Boise area. It's 208 340 Anybody that uh, is interested in concealed carry, feel free to get in touch with me. I'd love to, to talk with you over the phone, email back and forth, see what we can do to help you out, find out where you're at. Um, I do know a couple of uh, gun ranges in the valley that are very, very good, and that to have people in them that will really treat you the way that you need to be treated, 
that will really help you progress from where you're at to where you're a comfortable handgun owner and uh, not intimidate you. Uh, We want to make sure that uh, people are comfortable with handguns if they're going to be carrying a handgun. And uh, with me and the company that I have, I want to make sure that every experience that uh, I have with students is a very positive experience and that you'll want to make sure and tell the people that you know how much you enjoyed it. Well, again, um, I would certainly endorse Leo. Uh, Leo is a trainer of trainers. Am I correct in saying that? Yes, sir. So he's obviously reached the level that uh, can be most effective. And not only that, but he's a man of integrity and someone that you'd really enjoy working with. So if you have any uh, questions or want to just check it out, why get a hold of Leo. Again, um, the website is Helping Hands FT, standing for uh, FirearmsTraining.com. HelpingHandsFT.com. Or you can reach him by phone at 208 340 5544. Well, Leo, we've certainly enjoyed having you as a guest today on Game Plan for Life. We thank you for being a sponsor of this program. And uh, I know that there's there's a lot of questions out there, a lot of concern these days, and and uh, the best way to address that is to is to to speak to someone like yourself that can help provide the answers to 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 the questions and and help people that may be considering uh, doing a concealed carry. So, again, thank you so much for all you do, and it's been great having you as a guest today. Thank you very much, Skip. I do appreciate that, and uh, I look forward to working with anybody that chooses to have uh, concealed carry as part of their game plan for life. And we appreciate you and what you've done for this Valley. Thank you, Skip. Join Skip next week as he talks to Coach Brian Harson, the head coach of your Boise State Broncos. You can hear more Game Plan for Life at 941thevoice.com slash gameplanforlife or on iTunes. If you have a question for Skip, email him at skip at myfamilyradio.com. Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Helping Hands Firearms Training. Educating responsibly armed Americans. Bacon Berry Hill. Bacon, you gotta love it. Berry Hill, you gonna like it. Mass Mutual. We'll help you get there. And Summer's Funeral Home. Every life leaves a legacy. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the game plan for life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory.